This is a story of girl. Just kidding. This is called Let's Play Dress Up. And it's a pretty serious story. Um, just to give you a trigger warning, it is about a night that I was going to a party called Let's Play Dress Up. And I was robbed at gunpoint. So, it's called I Cannot Be Robbed of My Inner Beauty. And Let's Play Dress Up is the name of this chapter. And I would like to remind you guys that if you pretend to be happy or pretend to be okay, and you're not actually happy or okay, your support has no idea how they could help. Don't lie to others as well as don't lie to yourself. If you want to find happiness, it's really important. So we call this Heels and Healing. Let's play dress up. Let's do it. I'm excited to share this with you guys. It's my first trauma story that I actually put in writing inside of a little journal. And it's important to get these life lessons out of me. Uh, because even under the most pressure, somehow, I find the diamond. So, let's get started. So, to give you a little bit of a background, uh, this is when I was working at Burger King. And I had been homeless before that, so we'll get into it. So, I'm a natural leader at work. My love life has never had any control. I, in this case, there was a monster of a jealous boyfriend who was controlling who I could and couldn't be friends with. So, I no longer had any of my lifelong friendships at the time. And, uh... We got this new girl at work, and she got hired as a manager. So that always is a little bit of a, a challenge when you're a manager who worked your way up from the bottom. When someone gets hired as a manager, it's like, okay, well, I hope you're experienced or good. Uh, but this one had quite a bit of sass. So she was challenging my patience as a leader. She had no filter. Uh and I had already been doing the job she got hired for for a couple years. Um, I don't think she knew that or cared to find out. But anyways, even as a new hire, she had no problem refusing to make sandwiches, aggressively going against the hot fries announcement that we're supposed to do. With absolutely no warning, she'd just flip some greasy hot fries over my arms as I scooped them into the cartons for customers' orders. I'd get burnt a little. That's if I didn't back up. So I learned pretty quickly it's smarter to back up as she was pulling up the fries. Because uh, I was upsetting her regularly with constantly requesting food that she had already made. Me saying... I need a Whopper at the window. It's minus lettuce and with cheese. She thought she already made that. And maybe she did and it got passed out wrong. But in my opinion, I was pretty accurate at passing out food. 
as long as it is marked. Anyways, excuse my bluntness, but before this one special day, I made some assumptions about her, and I did not know who she was outside of work at all. So she seemed like a hot-tempered, smart-mouthed, hard-headed. To put it lightly, she's a difficult person to work with considering our differing communication styles. So uh, I finally worked side-by-side side with this gal one uh, one f- froggy day when uh, the district manager came in and decided to... He, he was going to be the one passing out the food and we called it expediting so he got to expedite and I had to go in the kitchen and work on the whopper board together with this girl who seemed to hate me I was making sandwich bottoms bun burger pickles swirling the ketchup throw on the onions she was uh, making the tops mayo lettuce tomato she's slapping the sandwiches together really quick and wrapping them up and giving them out to the drive through she's handing them up on that little heat chute so that the district manager can pass them out. And actually, teamwork made the drive through dream work that day. And we were slammed. I'm talking 10 cars. We got 10 cars. So at the peak of the lunch rush, uh, I crossed paths with uh, the gal. I was grabbing 25-pound box of frozen fries, and she looked so stunned to find me busting through the cooler door with the exact same thing that she was headed for. She was shocked that I was actually getting my hands in on the hard work that she was doing daily since she started. Little did she know I'd been in her position as a kitchen manager before she was hired. Frankly, I was not in charge of where our positions were, and maybe she didn't know that. Like, my boss was like, this is where you're at every day, Jen. And I was like, okay. And it made me have to tell her what to do. And she didn't like it. It didn't work for her. Uh, so, this day, she saw me work my butt off. And I think it was truly important that she thought uh, saw I was not just a finger pointer. I respect where her attitude was coming from now that I've reflected. Because as a hard worker myself, there's nothing worse than a dictator who will not get their hands dirty. That afternoon, she was nice enough to share a cigarette with me after our little lunch rush. Smoking out by the dumpster, the only place where we are allowed to smoke on the Burger King property, she said to me, It was crazy seeing you actually making food for once. I wasn't sure how to respond, other than a humble... Thank you. With eye contact and a big smile, I was trying to let her know that I appreciated the compliment. Uh, Next, to my surprise, she continued by saying, I won't lie, you ran circles around me today. I was really inspired by her compliments. I was going to try something to push myself into an, an opportunity of sorts. That same morning, before the lunch rush, I was invited to a huge party hosted by my old, oldest sister. She had kicked me out of her house before I started at Burger King. And that's how I ended up with my jealous boyfriend. Um, but I had wondered who in the heck I could get away with inviting that my boyfriend would not accuse me of doing things with. Uh, To be real, I'm ashamed now that I was kind of using 
my coworker, but in my defense, I thought she'd enjoy the party. I think many of us are way too quick to judge each other, especially outside of work. What I'm encouraging you to do is get to know those coworkers that you hate through other experiences outside of work. This is a story about how a crazy night with my coworker proved me wrong in a time of need. So, in the end, I was fortunate that our road to friendship began regardless of me inviting her with selfish intentions. After all, inviting her was my desperate attempt to cover my own butt. I could not let my sister see that I was being isolated, and I didn't have any other friends anymore. So, I feared going to this let's play dress-up party all alone... Because I don't hide my emotions very well. I never have. My sister would definitely be asking me questions about my living situation. I didn't even have one truth to tell about how I was living and being abused by my current boyfriend. I was scared to fake the funk or worse have a mental breakdown at her party because my sister sees right through me like transparency. Right then and there I was thinking to myself... Hey, shoot, you seem like a friend. We're out in the dumpster still. So we're having this little shared smoke break, and I'm like, okay, I should invite her because she respects me in the kitchen. She seems like a friend to me. So me being me, I quickly invited her to the Let's Play dress-up party while we were having the smoke. So, the party being the first chance for me to redeem, 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 redeem myself or attempt to fix my relationship with my sister, I wanted to be there, but not alone. I wanted to be with a friend, whether it was a real friend or a quote-unquote friend. My sister owned a purse company, and at this party, she would also be hosting a few other consultants from a variety of at-home party companies like Mary Kay party goers were invited to let's play dress up and you could buy accessories you could buy a purse get your hair done get your makeup done and at the end of the night getting their photos taken professionally so when i told my coworker about the party i was really nervous i wasn't sure if she'd give me a hell no i won't be seen with you or if she would think it sounded as cool as I did. Luckily, she was very into the idea. I told her that my sister's company was originally called Arm Candy, and that rang a bell with her. The party was a couple weeks away, so I was not sure if Calissa and I could get along well enough for long enough at work for this party to even really happen for us. So the district manager started coming in once or twice a week. This meant she and I would actually have a few opportunities to work together in the kitchen after the first point. So luckily my respect was maintained. And that was not easy. When you're working with someone who's hired as a badass, she had high expectations of me. It was a lot of pressure. She knew that she was good at what she was doing. 
So me, on the other hand, I was being tested with opportunities less often than she liked. Only once or twice a week. We hustled in the kitchen together, and it seemed hard for her to believe I was not just a finger pointer. I remember wondering if I should tell my boyfriend about the party sooner or later, or which would be worse for me in the end, but I really didn't want anything to mess it up, so I hesitated on telling him until the last minute. As I dropped him off at his sister's house, there's no way to sum up the shit that he talked. As I told him, my sister invited me to a purse party at her house and that I was bringing a girl from work that he had met before he got transferred. Because I became an assistant manager, he couldn't work with me anymore. And, like, just trying to explain that this is just somebody from work. um, He assumed at that point I was dropping him off so that I could cheat on him and as you can imagine it didn't go too well um yeah I promised him that there would be pictures and that it was a family event as I pleaded for him to get out of the car upon dropping him off I got my ass beat, okay? So I'm not going to lie, when I picked up my coworker, the moment that she got in the car, it felt like she was checking me out, up and down. She said, you look good, uh, but those shoes. I was more worried about her seeing my face, but she had a problem with my shoes. She continued saying, I mean, you look fine, but you're wearing work shoes. I don't even know where what you got going on down there by your feet, but it ain't pretty. I told her I appreciated the feedback. Uh, These are the only black shoes I have, and it's what I'm wearing because it's what I have. And I was serious as hell. I didn't care what my feet looked like. I had dressed up to the best of my ability considering I had recently been homeless uh, before Jose took me in. So, my co-worker seemed to be pretty obsessed with my foot gear. Again, after we rode about a mile, she said, Seriously? We can't show up with those shoes on your feet. I told her, Well, it's about to go down, so I'm showing up with these shoes on my feet. Because I don't have the money to get new shoes, and this is what I have, period. We made it maybe two more miles before she said, Man, there's where's the payless? There's it, we, we need to stop there. I told her again, It didn't matter There's where payless is. I'm not buying shoes right now. I'm straight. If my sister has had some kind of problem with my shoes, I thought, of all people, she would understand. So, maybe two miles later again, co-worker starts in again. Where's Payless Shoes? I asked if she wanted me to pull over or what. Because I don't know where there is one on the way and we are going to Rockford. Insistently, she said, yeah, pull over. 
I pulled over on 131 near 5th 3rd Ballpark in search of Payless shoes. I had to keep her appeased, after all. She might not go to the party with me. Apparently, my shoe game was all off. The map on my phone told me it, the Payless was on Alpine. Uh, so before taking off, desperately I asked her if we went there, what would be the point? Because I'm not buying shoes. She said, just go to Payless. So, much to my disagreement, we headed to Payless on the way to the party. I was thinking in my head, oh my gosh, I might have to spend my last $20 on shoes just to get this girl to go to the party with me. To be real, I was hoping not to drink at the party and get a little bit of drink on the way home with my last $20 bill. So, we got to Payless finally and... She told me right away, I need to get heels. And that's what your outfit is missing. It's like she was really excited to be in there. And, and I needed I needed to get the shoes, you know. So I told her, I can't walk in heels. Like, even like a few feet. She told me, you need to learn. I said, I don't know if I can learn that quick. I'm going to look like a drunk person. She said, girl, find a chair if you need to, but you need to have better shoes than what's going on right now. I brought up, I didn't even have the money again, and she should look in, like, we got to look in the clearance section because I'm figuring out, what what am I going to do? I got 20 bucks and she wants me to get stilettos. So she said, quit worrying about the money. I got you. I said, what do you mean? She said, get whatever shoes make you feel pretty. I could not believe this. She said that. I never heard anything of that sort. I said, are you sure? That's crazy. It's too nice. I got tears in my eyes. She said, no, it's crazy that you think you're going to show up to your sister's party in some greasy ass tennis shoes. So when we got to check out, the high heels that I picked were a whopping $49.99 plus tax. That was more than I personally have ever spent on shoes other than some Barry Sanders Nikes in 6th grade. Spending that kind of money just to have the coolest Nikes required a whole summer of me babysitting. Three wild kids from my neighborhood to earn the 120 So... Her spending $50 on me to make me feel pretty? I was trying not to bring up my last 20 It really meant the world to me. We had the shoes, so finally I was so glad that I, I was realizing that she was a real friend. Wanted to make me feel pretty. I was really taken back by a Guilty feeling for assuming that she was a mean person before this night. Only work experience with someone who has totally different outside of work. I was wrong. That's why I say don't ever base what you think about someone on one experiences. Now I can say that with this lesson. I could have very easily assumed that things that I had been assuming and just kept on thinking crap of her... If I did never see her outside of a work experience. But 
somehow I gained a new friend. It would have been my loss. Just like I felt honored to get her respect in the kitchen, I felt very honored that she wanted me to look pretty. We listened to music for the rest of the ride there, and before we knew it, we were ready to get into the let's play dress up party so I could dress up even more. We arrived, and you would not believe it. My coworker certainly could not believe it. It was like they had shoes for sale at the party. So she laughed out loud. I couldn't help but blush and giggle along with her nervously. I had no idea. It was one of the first displays on the left to the left of the door. Shoes for sale. Although unknowingly we could have purchased shoes at the party, uh, the lesson I learned was way more valuable. So we had a really good time at the party, especially the part at the end when we got our makeup done together. I had never worn darker makeup before that night, and it made me feel sexy in a way that was never allowed in my childhood. I couldn't wear black nail polish or and nothing goth because my mom is super Christian. So this night, I felt truly uh glamorous with my goth look and my special heels because it was all spontaneous my co-worker looked gorgeous too she came alive the more and more beautiful she felt i felt so lucky to have brought such a cool girl to the party so uh my co-worker had told me beforehand that there was a certain time that she had to be home and that was no problem with me. I was just glad to have someone to take with me and avoid my sister's interrogation. So after we had a good time, we headed to her house. All good vibes, listening to 90s rap the whole way back. I still like that. And uh, we got back to Grand Rapids. We arrived at her house. And I said, thanks for coming with me. And I'll see you at work. And as I drove away... I felt kind of awkward because I should have said something way cooler or more philosophical. In hindsight, I wish I could have stayed in that moment for a lot longer. My next move was picking up my jealous boyfriend from his sister's house. That's where the whole night flips upside down. I'm going to stop right there just to give you, as the reader, a little trigger warning. Pause this if you need. Slowly breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, until you're comfortable moving forward with the reading. <sighs> to try and understand where I'm coming from, please try to think about where my mental state was when I finally felt pretty and had a new friend. When I didn't have any friends left because I was isolated and forced to get rid of many of my lifetime, lifetime friendships lifelong friendships trashed because someone told me I couldn't be friends with those people anymore. He didn't want me to be friends with anybody that I could tell that I was gonna getting beat up. Like, I wasn't allowed to talk to anybody. So I never expected the next thing to happen. Went from cloud nine, made a friend, happy, feeling pretty. Trigger warning. So... 
when I pulled up to my ex-boyfriend's sister's house, my boyfriend at the time, it looked like he was just sitting there on the front steps waiting for me. He waddled up to the car, very obviously drunk, stumbling down the hill. Uh, his, hist- his sister's house laid on a hill, so he came to the passenger side of my Jeep Cherokee where I had just parallel parked in between a couple of cars. I never expected that as he entered my car, a gunman would also be robbing him. Forcing his way into the passenger door before my boyfriend was able to close it. The robber made tons of eye contact with both of us as he told my boyfriend, run your shit. Unfortunately, Jose was not one to shut his mouth. Apparently, even with a gun to his head. As a natural survivor, I told him to listen and just empty his pockets. It was like I was helping the robber because I was so scared that my crap-talking boyfriend was going to be murdered or we'd both get shot. Earlier that night, my sister had blessed me with a brand new purse from the dress-up party for free. I remember feeling so lucky. A free purse and free high heels from people who actually seemed to care about me. Then I saw the robber eyeball my purse. It was kind of flashy, to to say the least. Real eye-catcher. I watched the robber's eyeballs every second seemed so long as I waited for him to look away. In one swift move, I grabbed the purse from the middle console and shoved it underneath my left arm by the driver's side door, and I also locked my door with my elbow, all in one move. I was afraid another robber could come to my door or that he would come around to my side. I had decided at this point I wasn't going to wait for him to run my shit too. I figured he already took everything from my dumbass boyfriend. I might as well just drive off. I was hoping he wouldn't shoot the gun at our car. Remember, I was parallel parked, so I cranked the wheel, unsure if I was going to knock off the bumper in front of me in the process. And I didn't really care if I ruined someone else's bumper while I saved my life. I got the heck out of there. As I drove away, my dumbass boyfriend obsessed about getting a gun and finding the guy who robbed him. I told him he knew that I don't have a gun and I'm also not going to drive you around looking for a bad guy. I feel bad admitting this, but he had one friend who had guns. I knew his friend very well. This friend of his and I previously talked because... Jose had gone to him for a gun before, out of anger towards me. That day, that day that he tried to get a gun to shoot me, and I found out about it, his friend swore that he would never just hand the dumbass a gun, because of how much trouble he would be in. After all, he said the guns were registered in his name, and that he kept them all in a gun safe. So I dropped the dumbass off at his friend's house. Because in his head, he thinks his boy's going to give him a gun. I, I was hoping I knew better. But that wasn't a very smart idea. I just needed him away from me. I saved my life. Um, so I told 
my dumbass boyfriend, if his friend was stupid enough to give him a gun, then he could give his stupid ass a ride around too, because he really wanted to go find the robber. So I literally pulled over and prayed just around the block from his friend's house. I did not pray often, but this night I prayed that his friend would keep his word. Luckily, nothing more came of it because his friend never gave him a gun, nor did he give him a ride to go find the robber. Now that I understand psychology a little bit more, um, just on a beginner's level of college, I was very traumatized by what just happened. I saved me. In retrospect, I think getting my boyfriend away from me was crucial to the night not being any more traumatic. I remember that my boyfriend ended up walking home from that friend's house sometime the next morning. I woke up to a pounding on the door, like he was a psycho, because he is, telling me that I had left him in the hood. And how dare I, after he had been robbed. I remember before it got physically violent that morning, I was trying to tell him that dropping him off at his friend's house was simply because I didn't have a gun to help him with. To find the robber, you know, I pleaded with him by telling him I just wanted to do what was best for him so that he could try to take care of it. I screamed as he pulled my hair. That was the only friend of his I knew that had a gun. I was crying as he was beating me. I was honestly curious what happened and I asked his friend if his friend had helped him out or what when I started getting smacked around and told that I dropped him off because I was cheating on him that is no way to end the chapter so if you are concerned like a sweetie pie and need closure about the mentioned Jose he was in jail for domestic violence for beating my ass on my 27th birthday, and I packed up all of his stuff and quickly placed it on his sister's front lawn. I proceeded to have the apartment complex change the locks after taking him off my lease. At the leasing office, they seemed genuinely glad that I decided to remove trouble from their property. There's a moral to this story, and it is that although I may have experienced a robbery that night, nothing can ever take away the friendship that I built or the inner beauty that I obviously have if others are willing to help me feel beautiful. No one can rob me of my inner beauty or the fact that something really good came out of this really broadened my experience with someone that I had misjudged at work. So that's it. You cannot rob me of my inner beauty. Love you guys. That's all.